Welcome. Pull up a seat, relax, and pour yourself a drink. You're invited to listen in on Bean and Bowman share life stories and personal perspectives. And we're back with Bean and Bowman. It's good to see you again. And um, how are you? Just fine. I hope you're the same over there in the big eye. Thank you. Okay. Um, we are, today's topic is entitled <laughs> Podcast About Nothing. Podcast About Nothing. I'm I'm just going to let you take it from there because uh, you've got, you've piqued my curiosity. Podcast About Nothing. So what are we talking about? Yeah, that's what it's about. I stole that, of course, uh, as anybody listening knows from the Seinfeld uh, situation. But this is a podcast about nothing. Well, that's not exactly true. It's it's about nothing specific. Uh, and I will give you a number of examples uh, where you can learn life's lessons from nothing specific. Um, if you read a lot of Ernest Hemingway in uh, chapter 13 of his 1926 novel, The Sun Also Rises. A few protagonists, Jake Barnes's expatriate friends, arrive in Pampelona Spring and meet for a drink. During that conversation, Mike Campbell, a Scotsman, discloses his recent bankruptcy. And the question was asked by uh, one of the people there, how did you go bankrupt? And Campbell said, gradually and then suddenly. Um, so the moral of the story here, the takeaway point, by the time we realize what's happening, there's not much we can do about it. Um, um, one time, uh, I fell off a horse and decided that riding horses wasn't for me. So I spent the next 20 years handling a plow behind other people's horses. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I regret not uh, be getting back on the horse at that time. And I'm still actually trying to figure it out. So the takeaway point there is, if it's a show about nothing, it's that uh, the it's not the bad or stupid things that I've done, uh, but the things I didn't do that have caused me the most regret in life. Um, I think that uh, makes complete sense. Yeah, that's very very interesting, and uh, the the your your examples from Ernest Hemingway are very very clear. Please continue. Yeah, the the next one I have is uh, what I refer to in the podcast about nothing specific is. What I refer to is the flat tire final exam. Um, seems that there were four university sophomores, Penn State University and sophomores, I believe, taking chemistry, and all of them had an A so far. These four friends were so confident that the weekend before the finals, they decided to visit some friends and have a big party. They had a great time, but after all the hearty partying, they slept all day Sunday and didn't make it back to school until early Monday morning. Rather than take the final exam then, they decided that after the final, they would explain to their professor why they missed it. And they said that if they visited friends on the way back and had a flat tire, uh, that uh, the professor would buy into that. As a result, uh, they missed the final. The professor agreed they could make up the final exam the next day, and they were the guys were excited and relieved. So they studied that night for the exam. The next day, the professor... Uh, put them in separate rooms, all of them in separate rooms, gave them each a 100-point exam. They quickly answered the first problem worth five points. Cool, they thought. Each one in separate rooms thought this was going to be easy. Then they turned the page. On the second page was written for 95 points, 
which tire. So the, <laughs> wow. Great. Yeah, that's very that's very interesting. So the error in the premise will always appear in the conclusion. That's the takeaway point on the podcast about nothing. Yeah, that's that's uh it, it also ma- it makes me think about the fact that um there are no shortcuts, are there? There really just are no sh- no shortcuts. And uh No. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Carry on. And then then it also proves that the light at the end of the tunnel better not be the train coming at you. Exactly. So, uh, with that said, uh, I want to talk about uh, the fact that uh, uh, creativity is good if used in a proper way. That's the takeaway point from what I'm about to tell you. Um, Outside London's Bristol Zoo, there was a parking lot for 150 cars and eight buses. For 25 years, its parking fees were managed by a very pleasant attendant. The fees for the cars were $1.40. And for the buses, about seven bucks or so. Then one day, after 25 solid years of never missing a day of work, he just didn't show up. So the zoo management called the city council and asked to send them another parking agent. The council did some research and replied that the parking lot was the zoo's responsibility. And the zoo advised the council that the attendant was a city employee. The city council responded that the lot attendant had never been on the city payroll. Meanwhile, sitting in his villa somewhere on the coast of Spain or France or Italy is a man who apparently had a ticket machine installed completely on his own and then simply began to show up every day, commencing to collect and keep the parking fees, estimated at about $560 a day. He did this for 25 years. Assuming seven days a week, and this amounts to just over $7 million, no one even knows his name. What does this tell you? Creativity is good. If used in a proper way, amazing, amazing. That's that's, that's fantastic. That is really fantastic. Well, I got on. another one for you. I yeah. got another one for you. Adam Phillips, who is Britain's foremost psychoanalytic, psychoanalytic writer, dislikes the modern notion that we should all be out there fulfilling our potential. And this is a subject of his new book, "Missing Out in Paradise of the Unlived Life." Instead of feeling that we should have a better life, he says. We should just live as gratifying as possible in the life we have. Otherwise, we're setting ourselves up for bitterness. What, but what makes us think that we could have a have been a contender? Yet the dark side, uh, we do think this, and we grieve when it wasn't possible. Uh, what was not possible too easily becomes a story of our lives. And Phillips writes, our lived lives might become a protracted mourning with the endless trauma about the lives we were unable to. To live, and I have a I have a follow up to that. If you mm-hmm. look at anybody's tombstone, you'll see it says "born," and there's a date, and then there's a long dash, and it says "died." What does mm-hmm. that mean? Well, it's all in the dash. When you were born or when you died really doesn't matter. Yeah, that that the idea of the dash is very profound. I mean, there it is. It's it's unwritten. Um, it's uh, there's no. You know, there's no details there, but that's that's everything. What did you do between those two points, right, and those two dates? That's really what really matters. It makes me think also that, uh, I think it was Phillips who just quoted, um, that whether or not we spend enough time focusing on the life that we are, have lived uh, instead of being haunted or being tormented by what could have been done, um, do you think? Do you think that that people, that many people, don't spend enough time celebrating 
uh, the simple accomplishments and the quiet victories um, that happen in the course of one's life. Yes, that's absolutely true. It's it's uh, that that makes complete sense. Uh, most people, um, including myself, um, regret the things they didn't do than the things they did do. Um, it's the things that I didn't do, even if I would have failed, that I regret not having not having tried. So that's Make yeah. Sense. So yeah, that's so. This is the work. This is really the work, then, isn't it? Because the the as you mentioned, the tombstone doesn't have a. Uh, a box, right? And a blank box. It doesn't have like born and then big blank box, fill in all the things I didn't do and then died. It's, it's, the it's, it's no, it's, it's what did you do? Not what didn't you do? And so uh, maybe there's a lesson there in all of this for all of us to, to kind of spend more time and thinking about how, oh, well, what do I have? What, what, what have I accomplished and how do I celebrate that? And sometimes it's not necessarily flying to the moon or winning the Nobel Prize or the gold medal in the Olympics. Maybe it is, but sometimes it's it's the you know raising a family and having made good friends and enjoyed a good meal. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that that I, I'll tell you what I think. That uh, reminds me of a story, sort of funny. There was a little old lady uh, who uh, was uh, very popular within her family because she had made the best cookies ever no one could beat her cookies they would walk miles for her cookies okay. and everybody used to ask her her uh, recipe and she says over my dead body you're going to get this recipe and then one day on at an advanced age of 98 the lady passed away but she never had given out the recipe um and if you if you go to her gravestone today uh um on the gravestone is written the recipe, which is, she said, uh, over my dead body, you'll get this recipe. And she wasn't kidding. <laughs> That's great. That's really fantastic. That is, yeah, that has, uh, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but I just thought I'd throw it yeah, in, no, that, into my mind. <laughs> Parenthetically, it's really, really, really good. These are really all really good points uh, that you've just brought up here, and uh, and you know, if, if for for something uh, about nothing, it's actually uh, quite a lot. And uh, I think in in all of these uh, examples, uh, it all has to do, I think, with um, just kind of being aware. Uh, you know, I think we could spend so much of time in, in so much of our lives uh, just not being aware. Not some people call it stopping and smelling the roses, but you, you know your example regarding the creativity about the gentleman, the parking attendant, uh, who who you know, there he was taking you know, finding finding an opportunity. I guess you could say, here's a parking lot. People need to park, so he fills the role of being the parking attendant. No one no one no one asks otherwise ever for 25 years, and here he goes and sees an opportunity and and takes it. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. I wonder if there are, I wonder if our lives are really filled with such opportunities and I don't know, are we really grabbing hold of them? Are we really awake enough to, to see them and seize them? Well, people tend to do, uh, imitate other people when they have nothing to do. So probably a very few people do that. Uh, oh, by the way, I have saved, uh, uh the perfect example of um, what you just talked about uh, for the ending of this thing. And I refer to it, it's fairly fairly long, but it's very interesting. Yes. It's, called the, it's called the Black Dot Story. I refer to it as the Black Dot Story. 
Uh, and it goes like this. Uh, one day, a professor entered the classroom and asked his students to prepare for a surprise test. Uh, so they all waited anxiously at their desks for the exam to begin. And the professor handed out the exams with the text facing down as usual. Uh, once he handed them all out, he asked the students to turn over the papers. And to everyone's surprise, there were no questions. Just a black dot in the center of a sheet of white paper. And the professor, seeing the expression on everyone's faces, told them the following. I want you to write about what you see there. Students confused got started on this inexplicable task. And at the end of the class, the professor took all the exams and started reading them out loud one at a time in front of all the students. All of them, with no exception, defined the black dot, trying to explain its position in the center of the sheet. After all, it had been read, the classroom silent. Uh, the professor started to explain, I'm not going to grade you on this. I just want to give you something to think about. So no one wrote about the white part of the paper. Everyone mm -hmm. focused on the black dot. And, and the same happens in our lives. We have a piece of paper to observe and enjoy, but we always focus on, focus on the dark spots. Our life is a gift. and We always have reasons to celebrate it. Nature reviewing itself daily. Uh, friends around us, jobs it provides with livelihood, all kinds of things to celebrate. However, we insist upon focusing only on the dark dot, the black dot. The health issues that bother us, the lack of money, the complicated relationships with others, or the disappointment with a friend. The dots are very important uh, and very small when compared to everything we have uh, in our lives. Uh, but they're the ones that pollute your mind. Take your eyes away from the black dots in your life. Enjoy each of and every one of your blessings uh, that each moment of life gives you. Be happy. Live a life such as even the undertaker will be disappointed when it's time for you to go. Okay, avoid the black dots. The takeaway point is and just look at the big picture. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great story. Really fantastic. Oh boy, a lot of a lot of ideas and thoughts rushed through my head on that. But one of the things that comes to my mind is the very fact of you know, you the example that you lead in in terms of um, not accepting or or looking for solutions, for example, to health issues and wanting to try and find ways to um, to either fix or heal or overcome certain health challenges challenges so that you can actually get back to the things that you enjoy, whether it's um, sports activities or just enjoying life more, right? So so it, 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 it seems to me that you really do understand that, that you look at the white and not the black, uh, or should I say the bigger picture, uh, you know, knowing that, hey, if, if, if you have something that is a barrier and you can get over it, then and get past it and let's do it and get on with it and get back to Right. Get back to running, get back to sports, get back to whatever it is, get back to your studies. So you've really you have lived that black dot story. Yeah, that's the, that's the way that too many, I find that too many people uh, ignore basic reality. Uh, the Earth is three and a half billion with a B uh, years old. Um, everybody that's on it right now, uh, about, you know, 150 years from now or 200 years from now will be gone. And so there is no point in saving yourself. Just try everything that comes to your mind that's within reason, but uh, don't ignore the fact that one day 
you won't be here. I know that's hard to believe. I, I, I find that hard to believe, but it apparently is something I got to get used to. Uh, but most people never think of it. And then when they, if they did think of it, they would know that they have a defined amount of time to do whatever it is that comes to their mind. And primarily the best thing to do is to, is to make yourself happy, try to contribute things to the current civilization, uh, cherish your loved ones. Um, and that's all you can do. Uh, but you have to live up to the fact and accept the fact that don't wait because you could lose your opportunities. Um, the, uh, you know, the early bird gets a worm, but the second mouse at the trap gets the cheese. So you got to time <laughs> everything. You must time everything properly. And it's important, very important that, uh, in my view, that everybody just uh, tries to do everything they can uh, to make themselves happy and um, just try to leave a proper legacy. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's why this is a podcast about nothing. But once again, I say nothing specific because mm -hmm. it's, a way to, it's a way to learn life's lessons. Right, right, right. right. Exactly, exactly. And uh, those, are, those are definitely words to uh, certainly live by. Yeah, these are all really, really good examples. I still, I, I, I want to come back for a moment to the flat tire final exam. I just love that one. And I, I keep thinking that, that I guess the image of the whole thing just really, really grabs my attention. Each of these examples actually is very attention grabbing. But that one in particular, I think of the idea that, you know, um, you know, if you if you uh, if you take your eye off of the of the focus, if you in, in this case, you know, they had a final exam to write and they decided, you know what, we're going to do something else. And, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll try and try and squeeze ourselves by the final exam, come up with an excuse. And it's very interesting that the professor is teaching them a huge lesson, right? Putting them in separate rooms and asking them which tire was the flat tire. In other words, he's catching them. And he's saying, guys, you, you can't play around. Like it's not just, a, it's not playing around. Life gives you tremendous opportunities. You want to sleep through them. You want to, you want to just ignore them or you want to seize them and grab them. You know, I think he taught them a huge, huge lesson. And each of these examples really speaks to that whole idea. Can you think of an example of in your own life? Can you think of an example in your own life where you had to make a decision and say, I can either I can either kind of slide through this and hope for the best, or I'm going to just focus. I'm going to sacrifice and I'm going to focus on what's important. Can you think of an example of something like that? Yeah, I can think of an example that I'm doing right now, actually. I have a, a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in clinical psychology, and uh, I am currently enrolled in the doctoral program, getting a doctorate in clinical psychology. I could have put it off, and I said I was too much of an advanced stage to do this. Uh, there's no point in doing it now. Uh, I could have justified it in many, in many ways, but I didn't do that. I decided that I was going to do it because it's in my bucket that I carry around to to uh, things that I want to do. And it yeah. doesn't cause anybody any discomfort. And uh, I thought I thought it was an, really quite an ideal thing to do. Um, so I, so there I am uh, taking courses of, of, uh, of a highly technical nature and uh, ending up in not that long from now hopefully a, uh, a doctoral level psychologist. And I did it because I just thought, why, why not 
do it. What else am I going to do? Just sit there and watch the, the flowers grow? I don't think so. Uh, I think that uh, I, I, the more you do, uh, the better off you are. And it generally will turn out the better off other people are as well, as long as what you're doing is correct. And, and as, as regarding the, uh, the, the, um, the final exam, um, as I understand it, uh, having done some research on this subject, that was a true story. That hmm. actually was done at Penn State University in State College, Pennsylvania, and uh, by a by a lady professor. And it is a classic, an industry classic. If if you, if you want my opinion, and no, no, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, absolutely, it's definitely classic, and it's a it's a profound lesson. It's one of those things where you'd be like, you know, what on earth is this professor doing? And in fact, what she's doing is she's teaching them probably one of the most important uh, lessons that they're going to receive, perhaps in their college education, perhaps in life. Just absolutely very profound. So it's a great example. And I think the example that you've just given regarding, you know, plugging away and doing your your PhD work. And, you know, I, I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming at some sacrifice. I'm sure... I mean, you're talking about you could be watching the flowers grow. Let's face it. You could be doing a lot of other things, too. And the very fact that you um, that you sacrifice, you're giving up other opportunities, you're giving up perhaps other pleasures in order to do this. You yourself have talked about the fact that you've got to get out of your comfort zone, right? You've got to you've got to be prepared to um, to work at something. It's going to be it's not going to be comfortable, but that's where the real victory takes place. That's where the real celebration afterwards is going to happen, isn't it? Right. And you want to be to try to be the lead horse because the only horses that follow uh, uh, stay behind you all the time. So try to be the lead horse. I also happen to have loved love the example from the London Times where the uh, where the um, the guy decided that uh, the opportunity <laughs> the opportunity is there to set up his own business right, uh, right. It, 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 it was certainly not not a legal thing to do it was probably not an ethical thing to do but it was incredibly funny and no one would ever challenge it my other theory on the subject is along those lines, that you can go just about anywhere you need to go uh, on this planet if you're carrying a clipboard. Uh, <laughs> because I don't think anybody will challenge you. You know, no, as, long as, as long as you're carrying a clipboard, I think you got free access almost anywhere because a clipboard is an entree ticket disguised. <laughs> Excellent. That's really great. That's really great. Yeah, <laughs> and you can, yeah, it's just uh, you can you can take your clipboard and and if somebody's standing in your way and you're not allowed to go in or something, you say, could you just slightly move just a little bit to the left? Thank you. They say, oh, no problem, because they're looking at the clipboard and the clipboard just sends a message of uh, of authority and authenticity. And um, those are those are funny little observations that uh, that uh, about life that very few people talk about. But I tend to see those things uh, it, 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 when I look out uh, at the world. Um, a lot of people take everything very literally. I tend to make something humorous uh, out of them and turn them into uh, or a podcast or I have done stand-up comedy on at various times. And um, it's you enjoy your life, uh, you will find if you do the same thing. Because if you don't do these things and step out of the box and and take some chances, 
and and just do them whether you can do them or you can't do them um you can uh, find a lot of gratification. I think I'm pretty sure it was Wayne Gretzky, the great hockey player, that said, "I miss 100 percent of the shots I don't take." So um, right. that's the na- that's the name of that tune. Amazing, amazing. No, absolutely, and I, I like I like that perspective very much. I, first of all, the, the clipboard thing is is just great. I mean, you, obviously you've. You know, you've observed that, and 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 it's it's hundred percent true. You can walk around or somebody with a clipboard. That's it. All of a sudden, they're they're in a position of authority. Add to them a you know a a badge or something like that, or a or some kind of an ID badge on a lanyard, and you're good to go. I think that's absolutely true. People, I think, sent, are looking for somebody in authority, somebody who they feel has that confidence that's going to give them an answer. And that's just what it is. And that's, and that's what the, the parking lot attendant was doing. He says, yep, yeah, you can park here and I'm going to charge you for it. And people are like, okay, here it is. And, uh, you know, the very fact that, <laughs> yeah, they're giving him the money uh, and he doesn't really actually deserve it. It's not his property is besides the fact people are comforted by the fact that they have parked their car in a place and there's an attendant with a clipboard and they're good to go. So it's uh very big lesson for life. I like the fact that you look at the world and you kind of turn the image a little bit slightly off so that things wind up becoming humorous and interesting. I think that's a, a wonderful, wonderful outlook and perspective. Yeah, it's a way it's a, just the way it, the, your worldview is the way you view the world, obviously. And uh, you got a number of choices, all of which are under your control. Um, and that, that's the thing that people should do, uh, instead of complaining or whining or, or carrying on about anything, just go out there and do whatever it is you think you can do as long as to win the, within the bounds of reality. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, you, that in, in my view is, is really what you, what you should do. Um, uh, don't take life too seriously. I they order dessert first. You never know what's going to happen. And, um, <laughs> Right. The, which I thought I would tack on the end. Uh, and um, there just are there uh, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, ways to to confront situations that may be even discomforting to you. Years ago, I worked for a man who I really totally disliked. He was one of the most disgusting human beings I ever met. He would just had no wonderful qualities. And uh, he would send me out to work on a job. And this was in the field of chemical engineering. And and then he would say, call me when you're done. So I'd call him on from a payphone where it was near a very busy street and he couldn't hear me. And it was usually on a Friday. So he says, oh, I can't hear you. I'll see you on Monday. So I bought myself a weekend, you know, without <laughs> having to go to go too far uh, out of the box. And we went through that same routine for for over a year. I always picked a spot that we, where there's a lot of trucks going by. Uh, and so on. And I have another one yet, too, that I often uh, talk to people about. And that has to do with when you pass away, what happens to you? Well, I, I have this theory that you come back in another form. And, and so they said, what form would you choose? And my always answer is I would choose to be a duck. And they, why would you choose to be a duck? And I said, for three reasons. They walk, they fly and they swim. I don't think you could ask for anything better than that. So two <laughs> ducks are Two ducks are flying across the Lake Michigan here in Michigan. And one of the ducks says to the other duck, uh, my wings are getting tired. Let's take a swim. Boom. They go into the water, take a swim. Then pretty soon the other duck says, I'm getting sick of this water. My feathers are getting all wet. There's an island. Let's walk around on land for a while. 
And so they've adopted very properly to their environment. I hope one day I come back as a duck. And who knows, they may even name me Donald. There you go. Wow. So great, great words. Great words to and great words to wrap up with. These, this has been a really, really wonderful conversation with, uh, can, and again, podcast about nothing. Well, as you say, nothing specific, but some uh, wonderful lessons learned here. So I really appreciate this this uh, time together. Thank you so much. My pleasure as always. Take care of yourself and kids and grandkids, and <laughs> uh, I'll be in touch. All right. Till next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. My pleasure.